folks. This is Abel James, and thanks so much for joining us on Fat Burning Man, where we talk about real food and real results. Here's a fun fact of the day. Did you know that roughly 70% of sports injuries aren't actually caused by impact, but by imbalances within the body? This results in asymmetrical movement and uneven wear and tear, so be careful out there and make sure that you're always using proper form. Before we dig into this week's show, I want to let you know about a few things that we have cooking this month in the fat-burning universe. And before we get to that, I have one quick question for you. One thing that uh, a lot of you folks have been tweeting at me or sending me messages about or emails or what have you is um, the fact that sometimes during the show, you can tell that I'm going to swear or say something that I might be biting my tongue about. Um, The clean tag on iTunes has been important so far because I want to reach as many people as possible with this message of, of health without any corporate back scratching, supplement selling, sponsorships, or any other nonsense. Um, so it's important to me to be able to kind of get that message out there. And so, yes, I don't always, um, let's just say that I'm a little bit better behaved on this show than I might be normally hanging out in my living room or something like that. So what do you guys think? Uh, is, it, is it worth kind of opening up this platform a little bit more, sharing exactly who I am, or is it better that I'm better behaved and make sure that I'm never swearing and that we have the clean tag and we help get this message out to as many people as possible. Let me know what you think. You can drop a line on, you can just tweet at me. It's at fatburnman and uh, and let me know what you think. If you don't use Twitter, of course, you can go to fatburningman.com, sign up for my email list, just reply to one of my emails and I read those as well. So let me know what you think. Is it important to keep this show, language-wise anyway, completely clean Or do you want to get a little bit more cozy with this and open up the platform a little bit? Let me know what you think. All right, so I'm really pleased to announce the launch of Fat Loss Masterclass. This has been a long time coming. We've been working behind the scenes for months, and I can't wait to hear what you think about it. So a little bit of background. A few months ago, I had Jonathan Baylor, who is a good friend and past guest of the show, also a New York Times bestselling author of The Calorie Myth, over to my house in Austin. And uh, pretty much on the spot, very spontaneously, we decided to create something entirely new and very different from anything else you might have seen before, especially in the realm of health. And so we sat down over the course of a few days and had one of the most informative insightful and illuminating conversations I've ever had on the topic of fat loss and fitness. And the best part is that we actually had a film crew follow us around the whole time. And so we came up with more than five hours of documentary quality material that allows you to have a sneak peek into our lives up close and personal. So if you've ever wondered what a best-selling author of a diet book really has in their fridge, what they really eat on the road, or what they actually do when they're cooking or exercising to lose fat, then head on over to fatlossmasterclass.com and check it out. And just to let you know ahead of time, next week's show is going to be pretty epic. Denny Hemmingson of the Tim McGraw Band joined me live in my house and shared all the tricks he uses to survive and rock on the road being a real food purist and someone who also engages in fasting and feasting, which we'll get into next week. So he's going to share how he dropped 46 pounds and gained muscle eating real food and fasting and feasting. And I can tell you, he looks half his age. He's he's awesome. And Tim McGraw has also lost 40 pounds. There's a blog post coming up about that, and that's going to be um, a big part of my new book too. So Denny is also going to be pulling back the curtain on what rock stars really eat on the tour bus. And here's a hint. There's no booze or fast food here, just the smell of strong coffee and a five-pound bag of Brazil nuts and a few stray lamb bars with, with berries in them. 
which are actually really good. And next week, also, for those of you who know that I'm a musician, you might even get to hear a few jams of mine when uh, when Denny and I recorded on my couch at home. So don't worry, I'm going to explain all of this next week, but be on the lookout for that. Okay, on to the show. So this week's guest is an old personal friend of mine and leading chef and author in the paleo movement. We did a caveman feast together, which as an app, gotten top 10 in the world in a bunch of different countries and is still a best-selling app. So I know a lot of you have already checked that out. You know George's recipes really well. This is his first like major mainstream book. So please support him. It's called The Paleo Kitchen, and it's awesome. So once again, check it out. It's called The Paleo Kitchen by George Bryant and Julie Bauer. So a quick favor before you get to the show, remember sharing is caring, so let your loved ones know about the Fat Burning Man Show, and don't be shy with those tweets and Facebook shares. I really couldn't do this without you guys. Your support is the lifeblood of a show, and I need your help to spread the message, so click the share buttons wherever you can. Make sure you click subscribe as well. All right, let's go hang out with George. All right, folks, we are back with my good friend, Mr. George Bryant, and he's a soon-to-be New York Times best-selling author. Of course, he's the uh, evil genius behind Caveman Feast and uh, and so many other awesome projects. George, it's a pleasure to have you here. How you doing, buddy? It's so good to be back. Awesome. You are looking, the people who uh, are on audio, unfortunately, can't see your awesome new haircut and the fact that you've totally cleaned up your act, but... I, I can assure you guys who are just listening, he has. It's awesome. I took the jacket off for the interview. You know, I figured I, I looked dapper, but I got to still be approachable. <laughs> I'm the guy that eats bacon and cooks all the time. So I got to at least look the part. Yeah. Yeah. So you've been busy. You, um, you're, how, how many pages is your new book, did you say? Uh, it's 336 pages. Uh, 125 of them are all recipes with full page color photographs and everything is brand new. There's not one repeat. It's not on a website, not on a blog. It is all brand new that we made for the book. Awesome. So I haven't had her on the show yet. I've been trying to get her on the show, but Julie of PaleoMG is uh, obviously your your co-author and partner on this project. Tell us a little bit about her her work and why you guys decided to partner up because I think it's so cool. Yeah, I'd love to. Julie is absolutely like an amazing human being. She's an unstoppable force in this community. That's true. Her energy and just what she brings to this world is infectious and people gravitate towards it. And it it really just comes from her heart. You know, I got really the opportunity creating this cookbook with her to really get to know her on a really deep cellular level and like where she comes from in this world. And, And she is just genuinely one of the most amazing people that I've ever met, just loaded with positivity and really wants to share that with people. Yeah. And, uh, how we met, this is in the book, and it's funny because I got to read it after we wrote it, and it gets even funnier, but <laughs> we both started our blogs at the same time, you know, and we, oh, followed, really? each other, yeah, we followed each other online, and we huh. were making each other's recipes, and we would just email back and forth, and I remember the first exchange was like, hey, it would be so awesome if you put a link to my website on your website. Yeah. She's like, yeah, let's do it, you know, we like exchanged links, and that's what started, and then um, the first time we actually met was at your house. We was that never, the first time? You're kidding yeah, we me. Had, we had never met. Dude, that's crazy. So we decided to do a cooking demo together at Paleo FX, and we had never met before. So the first time we met was at your front door. That's And wild. then we had a cooking de- demo together the next day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we started the cooking demo, and obviously, like, our energy was great. We fed off each other. The dynamic was perfect. Yeah, yeah. We built each other up, and people were laughing. Awesome together. 
we got to laugh at ourselves, laugh with other people, you know, really just get to be ourselves and that energy was just perfect. So, you know, after a lot of thought and conversations there, I said, you know, it would be awesome if we just did a book together. Like, why not? Yeah. You know, like we get to bring our styles and we both love desserts. We both like having fun. We want people to really enjoy cooking. So why not just write it together and sure. really like combine the best of the both worlds. So, yeah. oh, and because I'm like Space Cadetti, uh, Julie Bauer from paleoomg.com <laughs> because I feel like I overlooked that part of the question. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find her at paleoomg everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, yeah. um, her website. She's absolutely hilarious. If you read anything she writes, you will spit your coffee out or water or whatever it is. So be prepared. All right. So why do we need another cookbook though? Ah, yeah. That's, that's the million dollar question. <laughs> because it's ours. Yeah. I'll be authentic with that one. Um, but no, honestly, this isn't just a cookbook for me or for, for Julie as mm -hmm. well. We've talked about this a lot. And I think one of the things is, is there's so many people that are out there that are just making another cookbook. Yeah. And for us, this was really an expression of our journey and on our lessons and really the beliefs that we've established around eating this kind of lifestyle and what it's taken to get us where we are. And mm -hmm. we get to share that with people to really kickstart their journey and save them three years or four years or however many years it is of really trying to get clear on what they want. Yeah. We don't we don't have this template of you have to eat this for 21 days or this for 30 days. We have this, hey, honestly, the most important thing for us is that you smile, that yeah. you walk in the kitchen and the first thing you do is you glow. And we created recipes that are really, really simple, not intimidating, but delicious that will knock your socks off and change your life. And the whole thing before it in the front of the book, we have cooking tips, how to prepare your kitchen for paleo, how to make cooking fun. I think we have recommended music to play while you dance around your kitchen. Dude, that's great. Like, like we kind of went with every bit of it, but all we did was look at what we were doing when we were creating the book. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's jokes in there like Julie would mess up the kitchen and I would sweep behind and try and do the dishes to keep it clean. <laughs> and then Julie would... Julie would be behind me, and every time I open a cabinet, I leave the door open. Yeah. So she'd follow me and close cabinet doors all day. Jeez. You know, but the thing is, is those that mindset that we were in and really just being excited and happy about sharing our passion got to come through in the food. And the recipes we created, we never would have thought of together, ever, yeah. I mean, uh, separately. But together, we just created like these masterpieces, and they're simple, and they're amazing. And to me, honestly, not going to cry, going to work on this one authentically this will be the first show you haven't cried on i think listen, if you manage to get the yeah, whole way through we know we know for all you listeners that have heard me before i know you're expecting tears from george <laughs> they're probably going to come anyways and i'm okay they'll be happy tears um, okay the book i've never poured my heart into anything so much in my life yeah. from every photograph to every recipe to every dish that was done to every thought that went into it to every page that was written um it's really a true labor of love and having Julie there was just a huge support and we get to collectively come together and create this amazing thing and you know I mean I took over 14,000 photographs for the book are you kidding me yeah jeez so for people that know photography especially food photography one recipe that perfect photo that you see on the page that we decided to pick had 290 to 600 other ones that had to be edited and looked at and compared and contrasted and one crumb moved or one anything right, moved, right. you know, just because I wanted it to be as beautiful as possible for people. And I'm really just excited to, to hold it and to feel it and see it and have other people like get that experience in their hands and get the pages dirty. And yeah. I get to know that people are in their kitchen with love and 
their fingers are dirty and they're marking the pages with a memory of creating cookies that they share with their mother or their father or their sister or their wife or their husband. And we get to share that and our love and our passion for food with those people and create everlasting memories in their life. Yeah. George, I think that's such a, a great point. And one thing that we should, um, I, w- I would love to bring more out of, and I know that you share, is that home cooking is more than what most people are used to experiencing with food. It's like food isn't meant to be a burrito wrapped in aluminum, right? It's not meant to be a hamburger or anything that you're just kind of like shoving down or a protein bar or whatever. It, it's it's uh, at the heart of what it means to be human and to share with other people, to provide uh, for other people, to be vulnerable with other people at dinner while you're just kind of relaxing and, and consuming food. Can you talk a little bit about the how you think about food now compared to the way you might have thought about it as a Marine, say? <laughs> yeah. I think this is the deepest we've gotten with this question. And, and we talk about this question. I think I have to time. make you cry. So yeah, I know. I, I felt <laughs> that you started dropping bur- words that were, were tear inducing for me. But, um, you know, what I love about this is that every time we speak in our relationship and connection, we get to peel back another onion in mm-hmm. that layer. And I think food itself is indicative of that as well. And, it, and it's almost like a metaphor for life. You know, yes. yeah. I, I invite people. So, and I'm going to share my experience. And, and for those that know me, I talk a lot and I love it and you get to listen. So I'll probably be singing happy and let it go in a couple minutes. <laughs> I'm a frozen fan. Um, I'll settle for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, just let it go. You know, there we go. Um, and uh, with food, what I've realized, though, is as Abel spoke, I was an active duty Marine for 12 years of my life. And everything was just go, 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 go on the run, whether it was in Afghanistan or in the field or just my normal day. It was never really healthy, grounded, connected, really, really taking care of my body. And there's so many ways that we get to go with this question. So yeah. I'm going to pick the one that's most important for me. Yeah. And it comes down to self-love and really being connected with yourself. And a lot of people may not realize this, but this is my experience, is that when you don't take the time to take care of yourself, and that starts with nourishing yourself and giving yourself the fuel, that is literally a sliver of where else it shows up in your life. Because truly, if you can't be connected and grounded and loving and surrendered to yourself, you can't be that with anybody else. And it affects every single thing in your life. And like I said, food can just be a catalyst for it. Mm. But the experience of food and what we get to create now is we get to create this almost self-love vessel thing where you just get to really take a moment and express to yourself how much you really care. Like, body, I love you so much. I'm going to make you a delicious, nourishing, fulfilling meal that tastes good, makes you feel good, and is extending the longevity of your physical form because I love you. Right. And when you get to get grounded in that, and then you get to share that with other people. Like when you look at food past being food to go in your mouth, when I get to come to your house and cook you and Allison dinner, I get to look at everything I create that you trust me and surrender to me enough that you know that no matter what I do, I'm giving my all to that food and you're going to eat it. And that is the ultimate surrender connection and love and passion and trust when it comes to a relationship. Yeah. And it's funny because people may just think it's food, but it's the whole act of it and creating community and family. And, you know, 60 years ago, people used to come home from work and they'd sit down at a dinner table and they'd have a dinner and they'd ask about their day and they'd how was your day? How was this? How can we make this better? What'd you do? And then now we come home and we're at a dinner table and there's four cell phones at the table. Are you kidding me? Like, no, like I'm going to start dropping people's phones and glasses of water. (laughs) Oops. 
<laughs> my bad. You know, like, God forbid that you be connected with people. So and, how do you, yeah, but how do you go from, I think we're raised in a lot of ways to say, this needs to be quick and easy. We need to get in and out of the kitchen as quick as possible. Uh, cooking is a chore compared to what what you learn through experience. Um, what a lot of us, you know, kind of skipped a generation is yeah. that, man, when you, when you cook for someone and they eat your food or when you cook with someone, uh, what a massively different experience. It's not like you need to be in the kitchen for, for 10 minutes to cook something. It doesn't matter how long you're in the kitchen. This is like being in the kitchen, the act of cooking for people is your indulgence. That's the reward, right? It's, it's the time that you get to just explore what it means to create food for other people. It's a very, very primal thing. Yeah. It's uh to me, I like to look at it like it's the true definition of unconditional love. Yeah. Because you really get to be disattached from the outcome. Right. You just get to put your all and pour your heart into that food and then you get to witness on the other side and you get nothing in return. And that really is the true act of human connection and love and really taking someone to their highest possibility and surrendering and supporting that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like, like I said, we could do a 17 hour show on this one and self love and, and food. But what I think the most important thing is, is, is a lot of people we hear it all the time is time. It's, yeah. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And I invite you that if you don't make time, your life is going to pass you by. Right. Life matters moment to moment. It's urgent. No one's going to take a stand for your life before you do. And I will tell you that, if we were to videotape you for 24 hours and you got to objectively look at your life and what you do, there's more time than you ever thought possible to create those connections and those relationships with food and with people and with those things that are going to build you up and support you in being your highest self and loving yeah, yeah. And, and things like that. And I invite you to, to really carve that time out, whether it's baking with your child for 15 minutes or cooking a meal and sitting down. And even if you only eat for 20 minutes, just saying, hey, one time a week. I want to make a dinner and I want to sit down and I want to share what happened in my day. Yeah. You know, maybe it's one time, but we just get to create those positive anchors and those things that associate cooking with happiness and really just being joyful. And then you start looking at food as this almost medicine for your soul. Yeah. And then you want to invite people into it and you start building a community and it's like, okay, you get to start with your family. You get to have a family dinner. You guys get to talk about your day. You get to share the good, the bad, your experiences, whatever it is but you get connected and then yeah. you're like, wow. You go lay down in bed, you're like, oh, we've never talked about that before. That was amazing, I right. want to do it again. Yeah. And yeah. then you get to do it again and you get to do it again and then you get to bring other people in that and that's where the, the primal community gets to come in and that's where you get to really build that human connection because then when you go out to dinner with someone or when you go to a friend's house for dinner, you're connected because you know what's gonna come and you, want, you get to create with people and that's yeah. really what life is about is connecting with human beings and showing compassion and love and really just being present. And it's the most amazing feeling in the world. And I'm, I'm like all hypothetical caveman philosopher <laughs> guy right now, but it's, it, it, it really is true. And it doesn't end up coming back to food. It's just, yeah. it, the food is the mechanism, but that mechanism also serves our body. So when there's love going into it, you get to nourish your body with that and you get to be an example of how you can love and take care of yourself. And you don't have to tell people to do it. You don't have to right, tell right. them what they need to do, what they don't need to do. You just get to be it and they get to witness it firsthand. And your love and your passion yeah. and the results that you've created get to come through and everything that's infectious. Yeah. Well, and it's been so cool for me to see also what cooking can do to uh, to people. Because we all kind of started around the same time. 
I remember at the first Paleo FX hanging out with Dave Asprey with his silly glasses and no one knew who he was. No one knew who I was. I think my podcast that like I just launched it. I was getting like 200 downloads uh, a week or something like that. And uh, and you were kind of just getting started. And Julie was there and seeing what's happened and, and Bill and Haley as well. I mean, like seeing what's happened um, to their lives, to, to all of our lives has been powerful, powerful stuff. But even just like your personality now compared to the man I met and, and hung out with at the first Paleo Effects is massively different. And I think it's really cooking. It's providing that food for other people, provide, providing that, uh, it is more than food, right? But like providing that to other people has like literally changed your personality in, in a massively awesome way. It's changed my being, like my, you know, like, all right, here you go. Um, I spent 12 years of my life in a position where I truly thought I was making the ultimate sacrifice in serving others. Yeah. You know, I got to get to the bottom of those beliefs and realize that I was just running from being a scared little boy and it was amazing and I will never discredit my service in the Marine Corps. Like, that is responsible for a lot. I got to touch a lot of lives. I got to make a difference. I deployed. I did my thing. And, and I get experiences that have mold me and, and have shaped me to really connect with people on a different level. But it wasn't until I started this. And um, and you get that like first email from someone that you've never met, you've never heard from. And they get to write you and they say, hey, you know what you think was a brownie? was the window that I needed to save my life. Right. And you can't put, you can't put a measure on that. You can't put any value on that. It's not a dollar sign, it's not a recipe, it's, it's the ability to stand for a higher cause in humanity and really show love and compassion. And I get to do that in food. And it's, it's really crazy, because if I said this to myself three years ago, I'd be like, whatever <laughs> you didn't even cook for those of you who don't know george didn't even cook three years ago no i didn't and just the symbolism and the the way that it's gone about now like i get the privilege because it is a privilege to interact with all these people on a daily basis and touch mm -hmm. and change their lives and i get to share in their visions and their journeys and their life and i know i've gotten some experience from people that are really sick that have passed away since they've emailed me that have had cancer and terminal diseases and families. Yeah, and, me too. And I get to be in that with them. And it's really selfless and it's really rewarding and it's what it's all about. You know, the world is not about I, it's about me and team. And we're collectively a team of amazing human beings that have the ability to love and be compassionate and really make a difference and affect critical mass in this world. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we don't have to come from a place of of anger or hate or resentment or fear, we get to come from a place of love. And for me, food has been that door to get me in to really get in that with people. And it started with you. And for those that you don't know, this is when I get to take the stage and say, Abel got to take a stand for me two years ago. And Abel changed my life. And Abel in that position was exactly what I needed at that time because he was clear. And he put it out there and you didn't care if I rejected him or got mad or got angry, but he didn't accept anything less. And he really got to stand for me and higher humanity. And I've looked up to you for a long time and I appreciate you. And I can never put my gratitude into words. I can only pay it forward and let us continue to do this. So 
with everybody that you can't cut this out of the interview, which is why I put it in the middle of my question. I get to say thank you and put you on the spot and say thank you for taking a stand for me and not only making a difference in my life, but in everybody else's life. Thank because you, Josh. You're making, you're making me tear up now. My Lord. I understand the tireless sacrifice that goes into it. And I understand what we can collectively all do together when we put others before ourselves. And I will always be supportive of anything that comes with that. And yes, we get to do it with food. And then you do it with your amazing radio voice and all the amazing listeners that you have get to be a part of that. And I'm just honored to share. Thanks. Thank you, George. I, I, food, uh, I mean, this whole thing is obviously bigger than nutrition or or food or meals or fitness or whatever. It, it cannot... For a lot of people, it starts there, but you know as well as anyone, you start getting those emails, you, you talk to people, you meet them in person, people who have followed your blog or whatever, you guys who are listening right now. Uh, and this is very, very cool stuff. You know, like people are connecting. What we need is, uh, you know, there's so much noise in the world. There are so many text messages and emails and jobs to do and, and random errands and being stuck in traffic and whatever. And having that, uh, if, if you can create something, if you can become a person who really cares about food and and your health and your family's health and you start focusing a lot of your time looking at cookbooks for for ideas and and maybe taking a little while but eventually getting into the kitchen and starting to cook then it starts taking up you know half an hour of your time every day or a few times a week and then a few hours and then it, then after a while it becomes critical to who you are and all of a sudden it's pushed out all of your baggage, or most of it anyway, and, and, and the rest of the junk that you might have been carrying around until it is who you are. You are, like when you come to a house now, when you come to anyone's house, you are the cook, and people are looking to you for advice and, and direction in the kitchen, and uh, they're cooking with you. And man, it's, it's like music, right? When you yeah. jam with someone, you have this deep connection uh, and it's it's a very similar thing that you can build with food, and if you can, uh, if you can make that a critical part of your life, it will change not only your life but everyone around you. And this is so cool. So I, um, a, a lot of people who are listening probably know who Tucker Max is, um, and he is a really interesting guy. He's here in Austin. Um, we did a panel together at at Paleo FX, but um, he came over for dinner the other night, and and we served him food. And I can tell you that the conversations that happen with people when you when you go through that like uh, that preparation, that art, that experience, you share some wine. I mean, we don't. Uh, it's soul food. We don't get enough of that, and and uh, it's almost impossible to be angry or frustrated or uh, or or bring in negative energy when the food is that good and the people are so psyched about it. You know, it, it just changes everything. Yeah, you know, it's funny too, and, I, and I, I love that, and I love that, and it ties in perfectly, but the other thing is, is the one thing you'll ever notice is when you have that energy, no matter what you do or make, the food will never taste bad. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Because Unless you refrigerate a tomato. <laughs> but it's not about, you know, the food, and I think that's a, a perfect example as to yeah. why we really wrote this book. Mm -hmm. It's about the love and the energy and the confidence that you put into that food. It's the experience that you're creating about it. But everything we do in life is experiential based. Yeah. Every single thing we do. You know, me and you can walk into a room in the same situation. And we're both going to have a different interpretation and experience. Totally. I think food is this really centrally located one and everybody's going to get to have their own interpretation and experience. Mm -hmm. But when it comes from a place of love, you really can just put salt and pepper on something and it's the act of service. Yeah. 
and the act of serving yourself and then serving other people that just creates that space. And you're completely right. I can't tell you, you know, how, how amazing it is. Like when I've seen families or you hear about it, you know, that have like, haven't had a family meal together in six years, they fight all the time. But then the second the communion gets broken and everyone starts eating. And if that one person in that house was really dedicated to bringing love to that family and they made this huge feast and everyone sits down, nothing happens but love. And they may finish the meal and go back to whatever it was before. But for that moment and that glimpse, they got an experience of pure love, joy, and connection. And with enough of those, every layer of the onion disappears and you get to create those relationships with everybody in your life, whether they're strangers or friends or families or whatever the case is. And, and that's really, really the point of what we did with the book. It's, you know, I... I was afraid to cook. You know, people know I never cooked before. It's in the book. I wrote about it. You've talked to me about it, but I've never cooked. When I went paleo, I was overcoming a 12-year battle with an eating disorder and weight loss. And it's like, it was the next thing for me to control. And I'm like, how do I do this? You know, and it was really intimidating. Yeah. But then once I realized and I kind of overcame my own beliefs, my limiting beliefs about myself, really, the, and I say this every time, the worst thing that's going to happen is it may not taste great and you never have to make it again, yeah. ever, ever. Like we go through life and we learn these lessons and we get to get our experiences and the universe tests us. So if you make something that doesn't turn out, you just learn exactly what not to do. So literally <laughs> make it again, make it positive and enjoy it and then master it. And then your life just moves forward. And then this is where we're going to get really deep because I got to say this and people listening, they're like, we were talking about a cookbook. Like, Where are these things coming from? Yeah. I love this. But really, where else in life can you use those same principles? Like I like to look at food as a really template for you to succeed anywhere in life. If you go to run your first 5K and your goal is 23 minutes and you come in in 23.30 and you didn't make your goal, you have two options. You can do the same thing over again and go run it again in the same time or you can make a choice to shift. Mm-hmm the ways of being and your commitment and your dedication and find a way to improve yourself and grow and then you can do it again and do it faster. And you can apply that everywhere in your life. So we don't get to be stuck in a process anymore. We get to grow and inspire and change and be committed to ourselves and committed to other people. And you can do the same thing in the kitchen. And I know it may sound cheesy that if you burn bacon the first time, and you don't burn it the second time, that that's going to help you run a marathon. But I invite you to that possibility. <laughs> I'll vouch for that. I will vouch for that very thing. Yeah. And when you come back from your marathon, you can eat a whole cheesecake. So <laughs> boom, boom, like create that possibility. I, <laughs> hey, there's a cheesecake recipe in the book. So there, imagine yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, and, and, and Abel's run many marathons and he's been in lots of training and I've done them as well and done triathlons and you know like we set these expectations and these goals for ourselves and then a lot of times we get there and we may not meet our goal and then we beat ourselves up yeah and you don't get to do that anymore not with me and not with our cookbook and not with our food or our recipes you don't get to beat yourself up anymore you get to love yourself you get to high five yourself and then slap bacon on it if it doesn't taste good and then make it again (laughs) but we made every recipe and yeah maybe i'm passionate just a little bit (laughs) but we made every recipe in the book as approachable and simple as possible to set you up for success so you really can make a difference in your life and other people's lives and your friends and your families and really just step into your power in the kitchen and it starts with food because I invite you that when you master that, when you get to become a master creator of food and put your energy and love into it, your life at work, your life in your relationships, your life in your goals, whether personal or professional, they're going to explode. 
because you get to put that same creativity and passion and power into it and blow the lid off what you thought possible. And yes, it can start with a macadamia nut chocolate chip cookie, which is in the book. Oh, George, we're almost out of time, but this has been so powerful, so cool. Thank you so much for coming on. Before we go, why don't you tell folks, well, actually, let's do this. Can you give people uh, one thing they can do right now to to start on their journey or, or continue their journey on uh, getting to what you've achieved with food, like having that that relationship with food? What's one thing they can do to kind of like get moving? Yeah, and I want to clarify, we got nothing but time. Thank you, George. Um, but uh, yeah, besides pre-order the besides order the book, you know, I'm just my joking. But no, sure. really, um, book aside, I think the biggest biggest piece of action for people um, on their journey is to really create a space to where they get to really put themselves first. And that doesn't make you selfish. It doesn't make you self-centered. It doesn't make you arrogant or egotistical. It actually makes you loving, caring, compassionate, vulnerable, surrendered, trusting, honest. And when you get to be in that place with yourself, you get to really genuinely serve others because you get to be responsible for yourself and you're not looking externally for something to come in and that gets you the ability to unconditionally give. And yeah. I will, I'll share. If, if this computer wasn't so big, I'd walk you into my bedroom. <laughs> but um, my bathroom mirror has positive affirmations on it that I write every morning. Nice. So when I wake up in the morning, I go right. I'm beautiful. Yeah. Yes, me. This guy, comb. You, you are know, beautiful, George. Part, you know, no beard anymore. Cleaned <laughs> up, but I write. I'm beautiful, and I write whatever I feel in the morning. Yeah. And if and if I'm not feeling something, I take a I take a second to just really breathe, and it's like okay. What's that's coming from? That's not true. I get to be whatever I want. So today yeah. I get to be sexy. I get to be confident. I get to be beautiful. I get to be energetic. I get to be loving. And I write whatever it is. And I write, I've written some of them over and over. And what I've realized is the ones that I've written over and over are really the essence of who I want to be. Yeah. So now I get to wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm a loving, passionate, and trusting man. And no one can stop that. And when I walk out the door, everybody gets love, passion, and trust from me. And that's what they get all day. And it's infectious. And that simple act of just really shifting your mindset into that place of really being there will change everything that you do. Yeah. And then every time you brush your teeth, you brush your hair, you go to bed, you go to the bathroom, you take a shower, you get to look at it and you get to really feel it. And you get to look at yourself and you know, you know what? I am. You know, I really am that. And other people get to experience that. And it's a true gift to this world. Absolutely. Well, George, you are a sexy man. Where can people find you? And and uh, uh, so like, make sure you give the full title of your book. We'll... Yeah, Let's make yeah, this a New York Times bestseller. If it isn't already by the time in the future this comes out. <laughs> the most important place to find us is thepaleokitchen.com. Boom. Um, that's where the book is. It, it links to Amazon. Um, the book is going to be available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, I'm going to create the possibility it'll be in every Costco in the United States. We'll All right. Let's go with it. Let's make that happen. And anywhere else that books are sold, barnesandnoble.com, everything else. But The Paleo Kitchen is the title of the book. Um, thepaleokitchen.com. Uh, Julie and I really poured our hearts into this, and you can find us respectively. Julie's at paleoomg.com, and I'm at civilizedcavemancooking.com, and um, everything kind of links from there. But I'd love to hear from you and talk to you and hear your story and your journey. And really, um, I can't wait to read everybody's thoughts on the book and when I cry when I get it and <laughs> get to look at my baby and hold it and record a video for that, I'm sure. But awesome. um, yeah, really. Really, I just invite everybody to the endless possibility that we get to live in this world of 
love and creativity and passion and trust and compassion and empathy for others. And it, and it really gets to start with food. Yeah. And you get to start paying that forward. I mean, last example, I'm going to run your show forever. You don't get to get off of me, but like, I got way too much energy right now. But <laughs> my computer is going to start beeping at you, I think. That's fine. That's fine. Here's my, here's my favorite thing. And this is what I remember very young. You ever remember when like you were at someone's house or you were at school and someone's mother made like homemade cookies oh, or homemade yeah. brownies yeah. and you got to taste them and you didn't care what they were. Like you knew that someone's mother or father or relative, grandmother put their tried and true love into their favorite recipe and you ate it and it didn't matter what it was, but it just overcame you a joy and you didn't even have to know them, but you felt yeah. loved by them. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing that I can relate it to that you get to do and you get to be with this book and share with other people. And I know every single human on this planet really wants to connect with people on that level. And this is just a tool and a mechanism to get you there to a way deeper place in your life. Yeah. So make some cookies for your family and friends, everyone. I think that's that's the take home point of today. George, thank you so much for coming on once again. Anyone who liked this interview, please check out the other interviews with George. Uh, and of course, our uh, iPhone and Android app, Caveman Feast, which has just been doing awesome. Um, George still getting so much feedback from people about that and we continue to put more stuff in it and and i'm really excited about the projects that we have together and i encourage everyone please check out george's new cookbook the paleo kitchen massive massively good food so george thank you so much for coming on we'll chat soon thanks for having me bye guys Thank you so much for listening to the Fat Burning Man Show. If you'd like free fat burning tips, muscle building goodies, as well as a free ebook and video course, head on over to fatburningman.com and enter your best email, and I'll shoot those right over to you. If you'd like to follow me on Facebook, I'm at facebook.com forward slash fatburningman. And on Twitter, my handle is fatburnman. Got some killer shows on the way, but in the meantime, be well, and I'll be talking to you guys soon. Cheers.